is ChaosCast, the Chaos Community Podcast, where we share use cases and experiences with measuring open source community health, elevating conversations about metrics, analytics, and software from the Community Health Analytics Open Source Software, or short Chaos Project, to wherever you like to listen. Welcome to this episode. This podcast is sponsored by our friends at Sustain, a community of open source enthusiasts and professionals that care about the future of open source. Learn more at sustainoss.org. Welcome back to ChaosCast, the Chaos Community Podcast, where we share use cases and experiences with measuring open source community health. On the panel today are Elizabeth. Hi, I'm Elizabeth. It's great to see everyone. I'm the community manager here at Chaos, and I've been here at Chaos for a few years. I was also a mentor on the SheCode Africa project that we're here to talk about today. And Sean Goggins. Hi, I'm Sean Goggins, one of the co-founders of Chaos. I help maintain the Augur software package inside of Chaos and very excited about our discussion today about Slackbots and the welcoming of newcomers. I think those are really central issues. I'm also co-chair of the Chaos organization this year. Yeah, great to have you. And Matt Cantu. Hi, I work at Patericia, a communications and DEI expert, and I'm a longtime member of the Chaos community, helping with projects like the DEI Vaging Initiative. Thank you, Matt. And Ruthie Kiga. Hi, everyone. Ruth, community lead for one of the chapters of Chaos, Chaos Africa. And I was also a mentor on the Shikul Africa project. I'm excited for this conversation. And like Sean said, talking about welcoming newcomers. So I'm definitely excited for the conversation today. Awesome. Thank you. And myself, Georg Link, I'm one co-founder of the Chaos Project. I've been really enjoying hosting these podcasts. And I also work at Viturgia. And our panelists already did an amazing job at introducing the topic today. We want to talk about the SheCode Africa program. And we have two guests that have participated in this. And we want to hear about what they have done and, of course, who they are. So maybe we start there. Hi, everyone. My name is Bay. I'm making it. I'm a front-end developer. I enjoy um, web applications. I currently work with most to train people in software development. I also freelance. Uh, the Chaos Board has been um, an amazing project. I went a lot. I learned things and. I'm happy that more pain are needing having on another platform aside from Chaos. Yeah, welcome, Ide. And Precious. Hi, everyone. My name is Precious, an engineer contributing to Chaos. I started contributing a couple of months ago to the SheCode Africa, contribute one of the entries. I've also worked with Ide, Ruth, Elizabeth, Matt on the newcomer welcome chaos community. I'm just freelancing at the moment, I guess, still contributing chaos. Awesome. So 
I am curious to hear, we've talked about SheCode Africa, but what is that? I don't know that I've ever heard of this before you all joined us. So what is the SheCode Africa program? So SheCode Africa is an NGO here in Africa. What they mainly do, what SheCode Africa mainly does is kind of like empowers women, African women in tech with resources, programs like this training and there's also the community part where African women in tech get to become part of the community and assess all these resources and trainings. Going down to the particular program, Contribute On by Shikoda Africa is one of the programs they run yearly to get African women to contribute to open source. So this, I think this is the second cohort and Chaos got to participate in the Contributor program. So the Contributor program is the open source program that Shikoda Africa runs. That's fantastic. Mide and Precious, what was your experience with getting into Shikoda Africa and how did you find Chaos and decide to engage with the Chaos project? We actually put off an application, like uh, the invited applications from Shikoda, that's Shikoda Africa. And uh, I think we had, there were a lot of applicants and there was an interview too. So they had a selection process and um, we found us that uh, I was paired with chaos and I got to offer pressures and the three of them may turn the call. We didn't get to choose the project. We got assigned to the project. So that's basically how it went. Maybe I would want to speak better to how we applied Giat Chaos to the program. So Shikoda Africa put out an application for organizations, you know, open source organizations and projects to apply to be part of the program and get mentees from Shikoda Africa to come work with them. So here at Chaos, we put together our application and applied for the newcomer bots, the idea, I think this goes down to the other question about how the idea came about. Here at Chaos, we have so many projects, you know, newcomers, we get people coming to the Slack every day, going and out. And then I think the idea came out from having a bot, a newcomer bot to welcome people into the Chaos Slack when they come into the Chaos Slack and point them to the direction of our project, of our documentation, of our community handbook. So probably I'll let Elizabeth talk more on this too. Yeah. So before we had the bot, it was completely dependent on someone being around to try to find the information for a newcomer that would come into the channel and ask questions. And we weren't always maybe as responsive as we felt like we wanted to be. And we were also answering the same questions a lot. So kind of this idea of, can we have a bot where people can freely ask questions that are commonly asked and they can have like a private conversation with this bot and find the answers they need without having to wait on one of us <laughs> to help them find the answer. And we still do welcome people. It's not that we just always point them to the bot, but we do welcome people, but at least there's a way that they can find information pretty easily now and on their own time and in their own way. One of the nice things that I've observed in participating in Slack after the bot's been launched is there does seem to be conversation that the bot kinds of initiates between people in a way that I wouldn't have expected. So I would usually expect bots just going to 
pleasantly deliver everyone to the thing they're interested in contributing to. The other thing I've witnessed, though, is people do jump in and say hello and welcome folks and answer specific questions, sort of supporting the bot with actual human contact as well, which I think is very cool. I think it's quite amazing how you trigger the bot to start giving you answers. So you go to the newcomer Slack channel and type newcomer in and everyone can see when someone triggers the bot. So I think that creates a nice opportunity to welcome them and start engaging with them. In addition, they then have the bots that can already point them towards some resources. Was that a deliberate choice in how you built the bot or was that just somehow overcoming a challenge to arrive at this way that the bot works? Or I'm just curious what thought went into that. I think you're asking in a way, what is, was the design process? Like how did the design team figure out that these kinds of responses would get such positive reactions? So before we started working on the bot, we had a couple of missions. We did some vent coming um, with Matt, Elizabeth, We had a document where we basically set the expectation for the board, like what we would want the board to do, the perspective questions, answers that would need to provide those questions. We didn't come in here. What we got, the thought process was if a new member comes in, while we're thinking of things to do, we should. Automatically recognizes the new environment should interact with the person. And so that's what we think. So if anybody comes new to chaos today, what we will come on directly in the channel, in their predator, and then just give them information that they need to follow that. So the idea behind this was that we shouldn't just then plot and pay, because if it's welcoming us from the remainder, General and pay, there's going to be a lot of messages. So the first thing is that it welcomes them in their DM. And then we can now pursue through other places and we have some of information plus interaction. Along the line, something we added in the design process was picking out particular keywords, which around the time Precious and Midi started their cohorts. We had outreachy applicants around that time. And then we're always having people ask questions, repetitive questions on the outreachy channel, asking about what they can do with the application. And then we added an extra feature where if a Slack participant or an outreachy participant should mention outreachy, the bot kind of like messaged them directly with a message we programmed in there, right? A message about how you can participate in Outreachy, how you can participate or submit your application or the contribution you can make for your initial application for Outreachy. So we had that feature added to the initial project, the initial project we had planned. So that was one interesting feature we added about picking out a particular keyword messaging the participant directly via DM. So that was another interesting thing. And it actually was extremely helpful during that time because when Outreachy opened their applications, we went from, I don't know how many people were in the channel before, but hundreds, hundreds of people joined our channel 
in a short amount of time. And so for those of us trying to personally welcome every single person and answer their questions, it was a lot. (laughs) I won't lie. It was a lot. So just to have that extra support was really helpful for not just our newcomers, but also for the team that's trying to help the newcomers and help them find what they needed. So, I mean, it was just absolutely invaluable to have that kind of a resource around. It's great to hear that this is having a positive impact on the chaos community already and that it's making it more welcoming space without adding, well, by reducing the strain that it has on the existing community members. So one thing that's cool about this bot is that it gives people options that they may not have even known were options. So if someone brand new comes to the project, they have no idea what possibilities there are. Some projects have the same things of, I want to contribute to documentation, or you can contribute in translations, things that are common across projects. But for our project, there are other things like developing metrics and facilitating meetings that maybe people didn't even know was an option. So having that bot there to kind of prompt those conversations and prompt those ideas for our newcomers, I think is really great. You know, this is really great. One of the questions I have is what kind of challenges did you face in creating the bot and what did you learn in the process? I can say a little bit to that. I think many of the actual kind of friction or difficulties came from the technical side of the project because we all seemed to get along really well. And really the work came down to writing the code and making sure it's organized and documented. I think the first challenge we really ran into was finding a platform. That was kind of the first real task we got into after the onboarding process. And I mean... The call that a challenge is also a bit of a stretch because you two came maybe the next, I gave you a list of maybe five. And I remember you got back to me like the next day with a completely different platform that was better than all the ones I had suggested. So I was really happy with that. So generally, if we had any kind of technical challenge, it was not that big of a deal. I'm really happy with the smoothness of how it went in that regard. Do you all have anything you'd add to that as well? as far as like the technical process or anything like that? Yeah, I wanted to add that on my part, it was a bit challenging initially because, I mean, I know JavaScript, but I used it mostly on the front end. Working on a bot was, I didn't know how I was best to do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> when we came for which platform to use for the bot, I was actually with the bot. Because that was like the thing I saw when I tried to look it up online. But then we did on um, this whole for JavaScript. It actually had just quite useful. We ended up using because it was very well documented. It cleared up most of our confusion. We have not how to build it, but I would also like to have working for God precious having spent hours and labeling the conversation. Sometimes the posting thing because uh, I learned ancient and definition. And besides that, if we were looking online, we would see someone who has used Go to JavaScript. There was Python, but normally um, Go to JavaScript framework. And so we had to read that. So that was just one of the things, but we were able to tweak things and make it work. So it was challenging and interesting. Yeah, and it did make me appreciate proper documentation more in a way. 
Yeah, speaking to that documentation, I know Precious and Media really did like a very good job with documenting things, documenting the process, documenting how the bot works and everything they use for the bot. So they really did an awesome job with documenting. So I want to give that shout out. Thank you. Thanks to you. Hey, it sounds like you all have really good experiences and worked through all the challenges and from what I'm hearing is you did really good work. So how has the reception been in the community? What kind of responses have you gotten? Yeah, I know we talked about this a little earlier, but two things I wanted to add is, I mean, when we have on the newcomer channel, we have it pinned up there that you can type newbie. So when people come in, they do type newbie and then it gives them that option, you know, and during Chaos Africa meetings, I get to ask if about the bots and people say they received the message, they were able to interact with the bots. Secondly, there's another interesting thing the bot has helped me do, which is, so we have the project bot channel. We have that channel in Slack. So on that channel, anytime someone joins the channel, there's a message on the project bot channel that someone joined with their handle at the person. And what that has helped me do is I get to track people that come into the Chaos Slack because with Chaos Africa, we have been doing reach out for people to join the community and people coming through Chaos Slack and then Chaos Africa. So anytime channel pops up, I know who joined. So it helps me kind of like track people that joined, which is a really interesting thing for me. Anyone else has some testimonials or feedback or what they've heard people say about the bot? Yeah, I remember initially when we launched the bot, people were trying it out and it was flooding the channel. So that was when I realized that we have to send messages to the DM. We won't flood the channel. The reception was quite um, nice. While open source software today is powering critical infrastructure, the open source ecosystem as a whole is rapidly changing, facing challenges for governance, maintenance, maintainer burnout, funding, marketing, and more. Are you concerned about these things for your open source software too? Well, in the sustained community, we discuss these challenges and share solutions for how to sustain open source in the long haul. We meet once per year in person, and the rest of the time we keep the fire burning in our discourse forum. Join our conversations at sustainoss.org and sustainoss on Twitter. I think it's also interesting that because this is an open source project that I believe others have adopted the bot because it's been so successful for chaos. I'm not sure if Precious or Midi can talk more about the use of the bot at SheCode Africa or maybe you, Ruth, but I thought that was just absolutely outstanding that I mean, what a testimonial that <laughs> that our bot gets adopted at other organizations because it's so awesome. So, Chicola Africa currently uses the bot. And I can say that their bot is more advanced because they ask for more features, which uh, were able to implement. They wanted it to be that the new member joins, aside from welcoming them, they wanted it to be able to send a message like, new when a new format or something and you are not sending it in the introduction channel you should actually point out to you that where you should do that 
And so we have to actually channels and then use them fresh statements to make that happen. So stay cool and yesterday's in it. Congratulations. That is really amazing. It's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So where do you think the project goes next? What are some ideas for the future? Well, I think the, person, the possibilities are endless. It has the potential to do a lot. We could add more keywords. We could have FAQs, frequently asked questions. We could have the bot be more interactive. I mean, there are some possibilities to do We just need to get more people to contribute to it. And speaking to more people contributing, media and I and Baby Precious will join. We're having like a recorded workshop to kind of walk through the bots because another thing is a lot of information is changing in chaos. We're updating so many things. So definitely the bots would need to update the message, especially with, I think, the handbook as well. So Nidhi and I would walk through like a recorded workshop of how to contribute to the bot. So we have, you know, other contributors because we have a couple of contributors interested in contributing their skill sets, code with JavaScript. So we'd have a recorded workshop that would probably leave it on the YouTube channel to get other people involved. And yeah, we would definitely explore a lot of other opportunities and other things we can do with the bot. So yeah, that's amazing. I love the picture. Sounds like there's plenty of work to do. If someone wanted to jump in and get involved, where can they find a connection point? Where can they find, I don't know, do you have a repository or how would they connect with you to get started? There's a repository. I added a contribution to MZ. Probably has to take a look at it. That's the more information there. But yeah, there's a contribution to MV on the record. Guide anybody that would like to contribute. If you've never been around chaos before, if you're interested in contributing and they're coming from square one, the easiest place is chaos.community. There's a participate page and we have a link right to the Slack channel. And I think the first person to welcome you on that Slack channel would be the bot that was created in this project, which is wonderful to see. Yeah, definitely. And also speaking to like the big testimonial we shared earlier about Shikod Africa also adopting the bot, but also kind of smoothing things up for other communities, you know, open source communities that are looking to adopt the bots in their own Slack community. So we are also working on that. So you can, we also have a guide up there on how to run the bot and how to add the bots to your Slack channel. So definitely would love to have you contribute and participate. Wonderful. And we will add links to the repository and the website in the show notes. So if you're listening to this episode, then scroll down or wherever you find the show notes and you'll have the link to find all the resources to get involved. I'm going to take a moment to not so much talk about the bot and the technical work, but reflect a little bit on your experience in chaos community and to ask about how the mentorship has helped you understand chaos. So one thing that I noticed since I joined chaos is that everyone is willing to help. 
the community where when you want to inhale, so you're clear about who everyone pitching. And then there's documentation for, I think, Castle Good documentation, which is very fantastic. So sometimes you just need to pull other documentations and then create other things more. And then it's really helped because I've learned during the, I learned a lot during the beginning of the hospital learning because of flexibility. And it's just been more than positive. And um, yeah, what after one me day, so I actually learned a lot. I remember the first time I had to do the BCO sign off. I didn't even know that was a thing. I had to ask Elizabeth for help on that. I didn't really get it at first. Well, contributing to chaos has been amazing, actually, because you just feel a sense of the long game. Everybody's willing to help. Just like me, this things are firstly documented, like they say documentation is very scary to be. I remember asking me a couple of times, I did something to the documentation. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing your experience. I'm going to also put this question to the mentors. What have you learned in this program? Or have you learned to appreciate chaos in a different way? Part of me doesn't understand totally what the relationship is between we have a bot and now we have significantly more newcomers to the community. I don't want to misappropriate correlation with causation, but there's definitely correlation where as the bot developed and became used, it seems like people are coming to the community and sustaining their engagement for longer than before we had the bot. I'm curious if others have observed that same phenomena. I hadn't, but now that you say that really does feel like that. Yeah. I mean, I think this has just been such a wonderful experience and getting to know Precious and Midi a little was amazing. And it also kind of made me relive my experience as a newcomer from a different point of view. And it's funny what surfaces, what gaps kind of in the knowledge base, if you will, or documentation, or just any kind of our communication, what gaps exist for newcomers that we just kind of know things as you do once you've been in a community for a while, you just kind of know where stuff is, and you know, who is responsible for what and where to go to find stuff. So I love doing these types of programs because it always keeps a fresh pair of eyes as a newcomer. And it allows me to continue to empathize with our newcomers and hopefully can help make the journey better every time. Just wonderful, wonderful experience working with these wonderful women. Yeah, adding to what Elizabeth said and Sean, I think the bots kind of brought a sense of awareness into a lot of folks here at Chaos about, because you could type newbie and then the bot responds to you. So it brought in that sense of awareness of being a newcomer and how a newcomer would feel. And, you know, I see a lot of times when people join the community, a lot of other folks also welcome them and say hi to them. I see that happen a lot on the newcomer channel. Then personally for me, it's, it also brought that sense of awareness. You know, I know during the initial planning phase, before we applied to Shikoda Africa, we had to think a lot about how the bots would be useful. Even when we did plan everything towards the execution phase, we also added extra features to the bots. So we had to do a lot of thinking 
I had to put myself in the shoe of a newcomer, like how would they feel or how do they want to be supported? So we had to think a lot and that really helped me learn a lot of skills along the way. So yeah, I really loved working with Precious. And the fact that they also stick around even after their contribution program ended was really wonderful. They still contribute and yeah, it's really awesome working with them. We are coming to the end of this episode. And this brings us to the final segment, the value adds, where we share something that has brought value, joy, or meaning to your life recently. This can be open source related or just personal. And mine is that sometimes quality is actually cheaper than going the cheap route. I just had this happen with me or with us as we were selecting kitchen cabinets for our new house. And we selected the cabinets. We were going with cheap stain and the cheap wood. But there are certain features that we just absolutely wanted, like the quiet closing on the drawers and cabinet doors, you know, so they don't slam. Just adds quality in life. And we weren't quite happy with wood and the finish and how it looked. When we went back and we found a style that was looking a lot nicer and was slab doors and white finish and just looked stunning. But they told us, hey, this is the next lineup. It's more expensive than the line you're in right now. We just asked them to price it out. And it's actually cheaper because of all the upgrades we did to the cheaper line that are standard already included in the pricier line. So just Sometimes it's good to treat yourself and explore the nicer, the upgraded, the fancier options, and it actually might save you money. And of course, the quality of life aspect is important as well. So anyway, that's my value add for today. Go for quality when you can, or at least explore it. We'll do a popcorn or a hot potato round where we pass it on to someone else. And I pass it on to Ruth. So my personal assistant lately has a couple of times for the past few months, I've had trouble with a lot of writing issues and she has just been there to take my ideas. She's always very quick. She's always supporting me. So that is very, very dear to me. And yeah, so that's my value add. So if you can get the personal assistant, maybe. But yeah, uh, that's my value add for today. So I'll pass it on to Elizabeth. So my value add is a little weird, I know, but I'm a super huge nature nerd. And that's where my happy place is, is out in nature and the woods. And I had a rough weekend and I came home and I found this, it's about, I don't know, maybe four or five inches long. It's just an insect called a Northern walking stick. And it looks exactly like a stick. And so if you see pictures of them on the internet, like that's how they survive is through camouflage. And they live, yeah, they're cool, right? And they live in the trees and they eat leaves. They don't have wings. They just walk everywhere. And so you rarely see them, but they're super common and they're native to where I live. But I've only seen two in my entire life. And there was one just hanging out on my front porch I don't know why he decided to walk down from his tree and land on my porch or park himself on my porch, but it just made me really happy. And because their like whole point is for them not to be seen. And 
just reminded me of like all of the little hidden things in nature that just kind of do their thing and go about their business, regardless if we see them or not. And it kind of just reminded me of just doing your day-to-day thing. Even if nobody recognizes what you're doing, like you're still doing your thing. You're doing a good job, everybody. So just keep it up. It just made me really happy. Check those insects out. They're super, super cool. And I will pass it along to Precious. Okay, so my value add is coming to basically. So last week, I ascended a rotary program. I don't even know about rotary. They're through um, service community. They kind of for this promotion, the prevention and stuff like that, just to solve issues in communities. So I attended one of their programs. It was a, it's called Ryla. So I had to stay in a camp for three days and it was fun. It made me feel like I was in boarding school again. And we had a couple of lectures, leadership, skills, acquisition and stuff like that. So very advice, yeah. Um, so that's my value add, passing, passing it on to me. So I think last then, I was um, approached to train um, children, particularly for introvening. I approached by my church and I told them, okay, interestingly, when people began to sign up, adults appeared. And so we had to divide the, the classes. And then started last week at opening phone because I, I had to think of um, I'm so through with children. So I started to use school.org for children and then for the adults, basic training, then I quickly come and work. The children are getting food from programming. So I'm happy and passionate to put on what I know. Uh, so I will pass it on to Matt. My value add is my first month in Oregon. I just moved out here living in Portland. And if you're in the area, say hi. I moved from Omaha, Nebraska. You can say that they're two very different environments. So it's been a lot of adjusting and I've just been really, really enjoying my time here so far. And so that's definitely my latest big value add. I wanted to make a comment also on the walking stick. Just wanted to say they're an inspiration for introverts everywhere. I I love that. And Sean, I think last but not least. Hi, thank you. This is Sean. My value add is to try when you can, if you can in your life, to get to Wisconsin in the fall. It's beautiful. It's cool. And it's a lot of fun. I was there last week and I... I'm from there, and I had forgotten what an amazing state Wisconsin is from a natural beauty perspective. Well, fantastic. It's time to say thank you. Thank you, Precious and Mide, for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and thank you, Sean, Elizabeth, Matt, and Ruth, for being panelists today. And thank you, dear listener, for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, your chaos community.